Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Peter Burke and Kate Abbott. How do you? And since spring is hit, spring it, has sprung. at least here, I know some parts of the country, we're recording this in April, some parts of the country are still having some horrid weather and they don't think spring is hit, but here in the Southwest, spring is hit. So we thought we'd talk about some issues or chores or things that you might want to think about in the spring with summer coming. And a few of those are parasites. So let's start with fleas. <laughs> fleas are horrid things. Or, well, you know what? If since we just came into spring, I would probably mention any standing water you might have around for mosquitoes. Oh, mosquitoes. I mean, yeah. go around. Because I just, it was the only reason I mentioned it is today I happened to open a, um, a shed. And obviously, it was, it's an old shed. So there's a leak somewhere. So I had a bucket full of water from our last rain. Oh, a little mosquito larvae in there. I'm like, oh, do I miss the When I got here today, we're recording this at the Kindred Spirits Training Yard. When I got here, I took my dogs out into the big training yard to run, and we have a kiddie pool of water, Mm -hmm. and it hadn't been dumped after the Saturday class. And as I walked by, I saw little squiggles in it and looked closer and went, oh, Mosquito larvae in that, so it got dumped out. Yeah, it's barely twenty-four it, hours of sitting there. That was only yeah. twenty-four hours. It's quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we may need to take a walk around the mm-hmm. training yard and make sure we don't have any buckets or anything that's yeah. holding so water. Yeah. So go around your yard to start. You're getting ready for spring activities and dump any standing water. Yeah. Clean it out. Bleach it. Water. It down. And actually, if we're talking about mosquitoes, let's talk about heartworm. We can come back to fleas. No, that's true. Heartworm used to be primarily prevalent on the East Coast. I remember when Paul and I left California for the Marine Corps, got transferred to the East Coast, and one of our new neighbors said, oh, you've got dogs. Are they on heartworm preventative? Are they on what? I had never heard of it before, and I'd been a vet tech. But in California, that was unheard of. Yeah. So. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I went to a local veterinarian and said, my neighbor said, and the veterinarian said, oh, definitely. Heartworm kills dogs here. And so I got a quick instruction on heartworms. When I lived in South Carolina, there was even a food that had the heartworm preventative in it. Oh, I'm sure it's much better nowadays, but you would feed the dog every day and give them a small dosage of it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I know I watched one of those Animal Planet Rescue ones. It's a new one, but it's amazing how many, I don't know, a good 90% of the dogs that they rescue are heartworm positive. Yeah. 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 We treated a dog at the clinic I worked at in Encinitas, Southern California, but had come in from out of state. He had heartworms, and that was a miserable... The dog survived, but that was a miserable treatment. The treatment is tough, and... Unfortunately, if the dogs have a bad case of heartworm, sometimes they don't survive the, the treatment. The treatment the, is basically um, arsenic. arsenic given into the bloodstream. Yeah. 
to kill the worm. And then if there's enough of them, they can cause a block and a stroke or any kind of problems just with their dead bodies, much less. Which is why the dogs undergoing treatment have to be crated. They're crated, they're walked out to go potty, and they go back to the crate. Because too much exercise could dislodge yeah. a big clump of those dead worms. Yeah, yeah. But the so relationship is much better. So there. The relationship between heartworms and the mosquito is that if the mosquito feeds on a dog who's heartworm positive and then flies to another dog who's not heartworm positive, he can transfer that to that other dog. And if the dog's not on a preventative medication, then that dog becomes infested. And in the early stages, there's no symptom. So unless your dog, your veterinarian is checking for it, you don't know. I know when we moved to Virginia and I went into the veterinarian asking about it, he did a blood test on both of my boys because obviously they hadn't been on preventative. And even though we came from California, he said, well, how long you been in Virginia? A couple weeks. Well, let's test anyway. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was quite a shock for me. So at least here, I mean, put your dog on heartworm preventative, but they will test your dog prior to. Yes. And then here in Southern California, now that heartworms are in this area, I leave my dogs on it all year round because we can have mosquitoes all year round. If you're in a northern, northeastern state where it freezes and blizzards and so forth, you can take them off for the winter. But this is certainly the time to put them back on the preventative. Definitely. And if you have any questions about it, obviously talk to your veterinarian. So let's go back to fleas. <gasps> fleas, miserable, tiny, annoying little bloodsuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no love lost here. <laughs> But, again, you know, if it's out of control, how many times do we hear stories about young dogs or puppies infested and they become anemic if it just gets out of control? Oh, and I I have fostered kittens in the past. I've had kittens come in so covered with fleas that their gums are white, and when I put them under the faucet, they bleed red. Oh, oh the poor babies. Fleas are horrid, and they will kill puppies, kittens. Old dogs, dogs with a bad immune system, dogs with certain health disorders. I mean, if there's enough fleas, every flea takes a bite of blood over and over again, and they can literally make them anemic. And then some dogs just have a bad reaction, allergic reaction to fleas. Mm. So in addition to the bite, which can be itchy, then they get a reaction to that, and then they start scratching. And I've... Some poor dogs have just scratched themselves raw, mm-hmm. yeah. and then they get a secondarial bacterial infection, and it's just awful. Make sure they don't do it in the first place. Or hot spots. Yeah. They'll scratch and dig so much, they get a hot spot, a terrible secondary bacterial infection on the skin. Yeah. Horrid. There's, and there's a lot of flea products out there. And it's, you know, just like with people, you have to see what works on your dog. You know, a lot of times people go around asking, I know they come to us and ask what we use and all, but some people have success on one product, we have success on another product, every dog is individual. And for those of you with herding dogs, primarily herding dogs, there is a a genetic component in 
their ability to use or react to some medications. It's called MDR1, MDR1. If you have a herding dog, talk to your veterinarian about it. There are tests to see if your dog carries that mutated gene. I know Petra and I have tested, had all of our dogs tested, but if your dog has that mutated gene, there's some products that he shouldn't use, including flea or tick products and some medications he shouldn't use. So when in doubt, talk to your veterinarian. Um, ivermectin is the number one. Right, that and they should not use. So like me, I have a horse, so when I treat for worms, we use ivermectin. But in that case, then my dogs, I, I know they usually say three to four days, but I won't have my dogs out there near the horse because, you know, dogs like to eat horse poop. Granted, or roll in it. Or roll in it, but thank goodness my two have trained them not to, but I don't take a chance. Right. So they're not even near my horse's pasture for a good week. Yeah. And I make sure it's cleaned. So if you tra- any of you people have goats or sheep, Besides um, horses, right. ivermectin can be extremely dangerous. There have been cases of people doing herding dog training and the sheep or the goats having been treated in the day or two before that and the dogs dying mm-hmm. afterwards. So it's it's nothing to uh, scoff about. Again, talk to your veterinarian. Consider having your dog tested if he could potentially be exposed. But there's a lot of projects out there for fleas. And then there's just all the other little bitey things. So <laughs> little bitey things. In the last couple of days, we've just had an explosion of gnats. Oh. <laughs> which, you know, this is not dangerous, but it's certainly annoying. And no. there are products you can use, like for your horses, right? Mm-hmm. You do mm-hmm. that with fl- we, flies and gnats? Yeah, right. We have, yeah. So you spray, which is, you know, when you spray their bodies. But well, at least with horses, you can put... A fly mask with the ears on because gnats love their little ears. And their kind eyes. Of, yeah. So you keep, you know, protected from there. It's kind of hard to do that with a dog. <laughs> yeah. My terrier, I, I can't decide how if he's upset or enjoying snapping at them all. It's become a project for him. And then there's bees. We had a puppy in puppy class oh. Saturday. Snapped at a bee, got oh. stung, yeah. and we had to send him to the vet. Even after we gave him a Benadryl. His poor little reaction. Yeah. His poor little face started to swell up. He had a bad reaction to it, which is on my spring list. What I was thinking when you brought up this topic is I start making sure that I have Benadryl in in my vehicle. Uh, I have Benadryl everywhere. Well, you do have Benadryl yeah. everywhere. We have it here in the training art office. I have it in my tote bag. I have it in my car. I have it at home. Of course, I have allergies, mm-hmm. and I'm allergic to some bees, so... I have Benadryl everywhere. But at this time of year, everybody should carry it. Yeah, I even have a topical Benadryl because Quill will get into stuff and just... Everything is blooming. Isn't it wonderful? It's spring. The world is coming to life again. But that's everything. (laughs) (laughs) Flowers and insects and bitey things. uh, We love spring. Repeat after me. We love spring. Okay. (laughs) Things are growing like foxtails. Yes. So, with my curly-coated cockapoo boy, this is the time of year when I start trimming his toes back. Not his toes, the (laughs) hair between his toes. His toes, true. (laughs) Well, years ago I was talking with someone about a good breed for them, and I I was saying standard poodle, and she looked at me and said, I can't deal with those rat toes. 
Oh, because the clean-shaven oh. ones. And I said, well, you don't have to. But this time of year, every time I trim up Walter's feet, I'm thinking, oh, look at those rat toes. <laughs> but it's much easier to make sure the foxtails, I can keep him clear of foxtails that way. Because he is a little swiffer. And then around the ears, checking the ears on him even much more regularly. It's the time of year where if my dog shakes his head, I'm You're running like, oh over my gosh, there and looking. Right? Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, how many times did you have to take dogs in for foxtails last, last year, year? Four times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's four a little times. early in the season, but they're out there turning brown because we've only had a little bit of rain. Yeah. Well, we just Saturday asked the, the yard maintenance guy to mow more often to yeah. try and keep them Shorter. short before they they proliferate. Yeah. And I tried my yard, too. Nice and short. Yeah. Do what we can to prevent, but... Then there's other little grass things. There's spirally spiral. things, oh and gosh. there's clover burrs, and goat and... head. Goat heads are annoying. Oh, here's a weird thing: checking the batteries in the ear scope. So if you do go looking, you can make oh. sure you can see through the <laughs> that, light. That's oh, a so good idea. See, did you forget to change the batteries? Uh, it was good. They were oh, good. Okay. Yeah, okay. Check. <laughs> I was gonna say we we need to check our first aid kit. Yeah. Check that. When I restocked the first aid kit, I didn't check the batteries in the ear scope. And, the, and we our, don't use the forceps to pull it out because you need special, like special. Kind we just of look to that, see if there's look. anything down there. Is there a reason to run to? Then the vets? we go to yeah. the veterinarian and say, "There's a foxtail down there," and the vet says, "Well, perhaps I should check." No, we know it's down there. <laughs> <laughs> our vets know us. Yeah, our vet goes okay. <laughs> well, let's take a break from our our podcast and talk about our sponsor, Bissell is sponsoring this podcast and they have they sent us one of their new Bissell bark bath machines which reminds me of their little green machine for carpet cleaning and we checked some reviews online we've talked to a few people that have the bark bath we've each tried it Mm ourselves, and it's an interesting machine when you first look at it and you put it together read the instructions yeah. <laughs> it's not difficult by any means we put it together in just a couple minutes yeah, but before you use it they have instructions page four in the booklet by the way on how to introduce it to your dog and that's important because it sounds like a vacuum cleaner if your dog already loves the vacuum cleaner like i particularly love the attachments uh for the vacuum cleaner hose to get the loose hair off my dogs. Not now, but when I had uh, my Mastiff and he had those long hairs, he would shed those pine needle hairs. So he was already used to it. I think he would have loved this. Mm-hmm. And especially right now, I mean, you probably, I don't know, I think beginning of spring, I like to give my dogs a fresh bath. It's kind of like the start of everything. So it was a good time to get all the old hair out and get the new ones nice and shiny. I know and both of my bed. boys are shedding right now. Yeah. And even brushing them, sometimes you can brush and brush and brush and brush, and you turn around and they're still blowing coat. Not as bad as previous dogs, my German Shepherds and my Australian Shepherds. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Bashir and Riker, I swear they were half sheep. In fact, I told their breeder that at times. But uh, the English Shepherds don't shed quite that much. But I still find fluffy little balls of hair around the house that I call, you know, puppies so if you use the uh the bark bath what it does is you've got a nozzle and there's a section to put warm water in 
and a section to put the shampoo, which, which I think smells, smells wonderful. Great. And you get your dog wet, and then you flip a switch, and you suck all that water back up again. And with the coated dogs, like the English Shepherds, be patient. You have do have to work a little bit to get all the water back out of the coat. Not like Kate's Quill, who's short-haired Jack Russell Terrier. I mean, one time over, and he's almost dry. He, I, he wanted it. me to keep doing it. Yes. Because he thought he was getting a spa treatment. <laughs> he liked it. <laughs> Do it some more. But I did find with repeated vacuuming, for, for lack of a better term, that it got most of the water off. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't dry, but they also weren't shaking water all over the house exactly. either. So it was very nice. And with doing that, that loosened up some of that undercoat. So then when they were dry and I brushed them again, I could get more of that undercoat out. It was nice. It did reduce some of the hair in the house. My boys aren't shedding, thank goodness, but they're not shedding types. But I remember giving a dog a bath that was shedding and then that hair all over the sides of the bathtub. Oh, Oh. yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Going around with the squeegee and trying yeah. to get that all collected up. So yeah. just being able to vacuum it up. Yeah. It's great. And the tank to dispose of the dirty water and the hair is easy to do. Oh, yeah. It's just like pretty much just take it out, dump it, put it back in, and continue. Yeah. Yeah. It's very simple. The hose is very nice. It's the, long. It's long. It's surprisingly very long. Very long. Yes. So it's very easy. And she- when your dog smells good from that shampoo, then your house smells good. Your house doesn't smell like dirty dog. That's true. Or wet dog. Or wet dog. Or wet dog. Yeah. yeah. Boy, why didn't they come out with this like 30 years ago when I had my Mastiff? He would have loved this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was over 100 pounds. And getting him into the bathtub was not the easiest thing. Right, right. Which was fine in the summer. We could do it in the sunshine. But in the winter, it was hard to keep him clean. Yeah. Well, if you're interested in the Bissell dog bath, the bark bath, go to Bissell.com slash doggy dog to learn more about it. And uh, if you decide this might work for you and you go to purchase it, use the coupon code doggy dog as one word. And you'll also receive two bottles of the no rinse shampoo. And that's good stuff. I like that shampoo. So that's Bissell.com slash doggy dog. And use the coupon code doggy dog as one word. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Not pumped about cleaning the litter box? Try World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. That's right. You scoop once and you're done. No chiseling, no scraping, no crumbling, no problem. Looking for fast and easy litter box cleanup? Zero Mess. Try it. You're welcome in advance. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Licko Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Licko Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Licko Chops. Buy two, get one free. 
This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Listeners, I'd love to introduce you to PetPlate.com. They deliver freshly cooked human-grade dog food right to your door. I'm talking about dog food that is so high quality that even us humans could technically eat it. I've been feeding Pet Plate to my pup for the last two weeks, and it's perfect for my picky pup and perfect for me since I'm so busy. So if you want something super healthy, really tasty, and ready to serve, go to PetPlate.com forward slash spot to get 30% off your first box. Once again, that's PetPlate.com forward slash spot to get 30% off your first box. P-E-T-P-L-A-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz. With me today are Petra and Kate. All right. Now let's get back to our podcast. How about everybody's favorite science fiction monster creature, ticks? Uh. <laughs> On Facebook the other day was a little documentary with a close... Showing the life cycle of the tick, and they got up close on the tick's mouth. It was disgusting! Uh. (laughs) Oh, the little way they can just burrow in there and suck and ratchet and hang... Oh, yeah. We've had a couple of people recently come and said, Oh, I found a tick on my dog, you know, whatever, whether when hiking or wherever. But, yeah, they're around. They're out. They're terrible. Around here they can be year-round, but it's pretty much worse as the weather gets warmer. Right, Yeah. right. Usually if we get a couple of good frosts in the winter, that'll cut down on the population a little bit. Did we get any frost this winter? Well, let's say in my house I did because it's killed a couple of my plants. Oh, we did get a couple frosts. We did a couple of frosts, yeah. 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 Well, hopefully, yeah. knock on wood, uh, or knock on melamine, hopefully that will cut down on the tick population a little bit. I know back east, they can have hard frosts and blizzards, and it comes spring, the ticks come out. So I don't know what the difference is. Maybe the species. And by the way... Those tick eggs are very, very hardy. Yes. Let's talk about species. Some trivia for you. There's more than one type of tick. And they have different regions. If you Google Google it online, there's maps up there. But there's American dog tick, brown dog tick, deer tick, Gulf Coast tick, and several more. It's not just one species of tick. And they're different sizes, different colors. It's disgusting. <laughs> well, they can be dangerous <laughs> every... to humans as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both Lyme fleas is one of them. Both fleas and ticks yeah. can transmit disease and some really serious. If you're using any kind of pesticide on your puppy dogs, pesticide, a flea treatment, anything like that, check because a lot of them do cover many things, but are they covering fleas, ticks and heartworms? Mm-hmm. Or just fleas and ticks and you have to find something else for it. Take a look, make sure you know one of them is ear mites as well as fleas and ticks, but it doesn't do heartworms. So check that you're doing, you're covering all your bases with your puppy dogs. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about ticks, let's talk about how to take them off. Because a lot of people don't like to touch them. There are, 
Yeah, but you notice here, every time there's somebody, it's like, hey, Petra. Well, just because she has <laughs> fingernails that are three inches long. Well, technically, that. you're touching them with your nails, which doesn't really touch flesh. <laughs> Did you watch this documentary? I was, and they were talking about you shouldn't use your bare hands because there's can be transmissible oh, on the body. Sure. But then I was thinking about you, and I thought, you're using just, just your own made tweezers. <laughs> As long as you don't drop it into the palm of your hand or anything like that. I'm sure that's a small chance of it, but still. There are commercial tick removers, just little plastic things with a little V in the end that you can scoop under to make sure you get the whole tick out and you're not breaking the head off or breaking the body. Those work well. I know I've done it with the very fine tip tweezers Mm -hmm. and then just reach down and get Sometimes I'll even get a little pinch of the skin to make sure I get uh, the whole tick out. Sources that I trust have really naysayed, don't do the, um, oh, putting petroleum jelly on them. Oh, or better yet, don't burn them with a a match or a cigarette. Yeah. Or on your dog, why would you? Or on you. Hair hair on your dog, hair burns. (laughs) You risk injuring your dog, but it also is... If the tick feels like it's under attack like that, it'll actually, it'll throw up. In um, your dog. In your dog's body, what it has been taking in, and then all of that comes out at once. And if it is carrying disease, that's just a guarantee your dog is going to get that. And you don't need to hang on and twist or corkscrew or do any of the above. Just pressure out. Pressure away from the body. Continual pressure until it works its way out. Then I will... Put them in a little saucer or alcohol or something, or or if I don't have alcohol, a little saucer, and burn it at that point. Do not flush them. Most of them survive the flushing. Water does not kill ticks. So carefully, and don't with thought, mash them. oh no, if you mash them, then blood squirts everywhere, and you have no idea if you're going to get a drop of that blood on you or no. Burn them, just burn them carefully. God, they're just nasty little Nuclear things. Nuclear them. Yeah, nuclear them. <laughs> the ticks and roaches are probably the last living species that will be on this yeah. planet. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> rats and roaches and ticks all over ticks. the rats. <laughs> and we won't want to be here. No. no. All right, some other things to think about with... Uh, with springtime, I know a lot of us have been told when time changes, which has already happened as we record this, it seemed like it was early this year, to check the batteries in our smoke detectors and our CO2 detectors. But there's a few other things that I like to do. I won't even say kind of because Kate and Pedro would laugh at me, but I'm obsessive about the first aid kits. <laughs> and no, I just think ours grew this year, though. Did you notice that? Yeah. No, it's I just. It's a bigger box. I, I it's just, a bigger box. Yeah, whatever. I reorganized it and I cleaned it's it. It's a bigger box. <laughs> so in our travel RV. Very well organized first it, aid kit. In our travel RV and here at Kindred Spirits and at home, I have a first aid kit and it encompasses stuff for the dogs and for people wait wait first aid kit does not begin to cover you know that's the kind of storage box that people store blankets in <laughs> We're okay we so, have everything so, hardbound book size no 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 no, 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 no so no. i have a portable um 
What is that? Three feet by 18 inches by 18 inches? Yeah, about like that, yeah. So I have a portable first aid station. Yes. Yes. But how many times does that come come in handy? True. I mean, pretty much it's like if anybody needs anything first aid wise, ask Liz. If anybody needs anything just bizarre, ask you, Kate. (laughs) Oh, zing. Anybody needs anything plucked with nails? Yeah, Ask Patrick. We, <laughs> we all have our skills. So anyway, when the time changed this year, I took the first aid kits out and went through them, threw away the stuff that was expired, made a list of stuff that we'd used up, refilled it, reorganized it, because when people use stuff, they have a tendency to just throw it back in. So reorg- <laughs> It's an emergency. We're in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. So reorg- Kate's bleeding. <laughs> throw it away. Where is it? <laughs> there it is. Hold still, Kate. Reorganized it and put it back on the shelf. So that's one of the chores that I do. But other things have expiration dates too. I mean, pet foods do, for one thing. And yeah. if you've had stuff on the shelf, <laughs> you're buried in the back of your pantry. I mean, I think, I think springtime is a time just to go through your whole kitchen, mm. especially your pantry, and you'll find those dog treats. Like, oh, well, that was from two years ago. <laughs> You throw those out. Um, canned food, dog food, anything. Yeah, it looks like expiration date and just and toss it. Yep. What's the hmm And then do any of you do spring cleaning? <laughs> well, I'm going to be in the pro- I'm going to be cleaning out a friend's house and I've already poked into the pantry and there were things that expired two years ago. Oh yeah, you're gonna I'm have not to- sure why she had twelve cans of pumpkin. It was probably on sale. It's probably on sale. But it expired Three years ago. Uh, okay. So there's, there's got, yeah. I was hoping, I, oh, I can give some stuff to the uh, food pantry. No, 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 this stuff's just going out. Okay, I'll, I'll make an admission. I'm, I'm on a diet, started last month, and I cleaned out my kitchen. And I had some pumpkin in there that I'd bought for the dogs for just in case when there was a problem. It was five years expired. Oh, my. <laughs> Thankfully, my dogs have had good digestion. <laughs> So same thing. I had a box out that I was gonna take and donate, and nope, it all went in the trash. See, if it's not maybe the year old, I just throw it all in a bowl and give it to the chickens. Oh, oh there yeah. you go. Yep. Yeah. No waste. They love it. Yeah, I wouldn't have brought you five year old. Yeah. <laughs> it it might have exploded <laughs> when it might might have exploded <laughs> when you tried to open it. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, I did check for him, and it didn't expire sunscreen for my dog oh yeah my boy has very thin coat short hair and sensitive skin sensitive really now this is the jack russell terrier not the cockapoo he has very sensitive skin and i used to laugh at him but because you know terrier jack russell's stable horses chasing rats he is the most citified sensitive (laughs) being (laughs) And he's sitting on Kate's lap right now with his eyes closed, ignoring me. <laughs> this time of year, he gets a, a bit of a rash on his belly, and I'm pretty sure it's from the rosemary plants growing all over my backyard. That he just because he's chasing the lizards and the mice, so yeah, yeah. he won't stop doing it, and he ends up with a skin rash. Bowls. Yeah, if you like to put your put uh, put a bowl down on the floor for water bowl for your pets or if you've got a big one outside 
like my dogs spend most of the day inside with me, especially if I'm sitting at the computer writing. But if they're outside, I, of course, want them to have water. And I've got a big galvanized bowl that gets dumped, dumped and refilled. But I don't, I'll admit, I don't often scrub it. Mm. But spring and fall is a good time when you do all the other chores. Uh, it's a good time to scrub that sucker out. Mm. Uh, a lot of bacteria, mold, mildew, all kinds of stuff can get going in there. How about your dog's beds? A lot of times, unless they stink, we don't think about throwing them in the washing machine. So, you know, take the cover off, throw them in the washing machine. Yep. You just get used to them as being part of the landscape in the room. I do know here at Kindred Spirits, sometimes I walk into the office and we've got a stack of multiple crates for dogs that aren't helping in the class at the moment. And sometimes I walk in here and go, oh, woo! It's time to clean. <laughs> yep. Everybody grab your... You know, the blankets and the cushions and the bed covers from whichever crate your dog hangs out in and wash it. And so I'm thinking ahead too to the warmer, getting warmer, warmer weather. Of course, if it gets too hot, I won't be able to take my dogs many places because I won't leave them in the car if it's too right. hot. Right. But if it's not bad, I will take them out. I still like to err on the side of caution. And now that I'm driving my truck again with a camper shell, one of my to-do lists is I don't trust the screen on the window in the camper shell. So a long time ago, I put up ventilated shelving over that window. Oh, yeah. The, so could, the wire shelving. The uh, plastic-covered wire yeah. shelving. I thought, when I first saw it, I thought that was a great idea. That's brilliant. So I can uh, leave the windows open without worrying about a puppy dog going through the screen or somebody sticking their hand in. Right. Either way. So that gives them more ventilation and time to clean out their travel bowl. So if I do leave them, make sure they have nice cold water in the back of the truck as well. In the winter, I don't bother. They don't care about it. But they'll need it now. And time to break out the sunshade for the windshield that's been kicked to the back of the cab of the truck. In the <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I stick mine back in the truck too. Right? Yeah, right up. I mean, in the winter, my my sensitive, thin-coated terrier, he wants the cab warm. He wants all the heat possible. Yes. But now it's time to break out that full windshield screen. Yep. <laughs> and make sure, yes. All right. Cool. Well, hopefully we gave you some ideas for spring. A lot of times we, you know, we do the smoke alarm and the CO2 alarm and that's it. Mm -hmm. But... You know, when you've got a momentous occasion like turning back the clocks or forward the clocks, that's a good reminder for a few other chores. One, it, before we, we sign out, um, leather leashes. We've had a few people recently, their dog's leashes break. Oh. So if you don't look at your leash and leather, if you've had sure. it, I mean, they last many years. Sure. But there's a time when they eventually will break. They will crack or, yeah. To make sure you've got your... And if you've got a leather leash, care for it. Saddle yeah. soap or a leather treatment to keep it from drying out and cracking. And leather collars. Yes. Same thing. Yes. Don't yeah. check it all. Nylon and everything. Yeah. Just yeah. Make sure. yeah. Just yeah. make sure. Actually, that's true. I have could a... Could be a plastic buckle could have a crack in it. I have two biothane leashes, and I just recently asked Kate to make me two new ones because these were probably 12, 13, 14 years old, and they were starting to crack. And my boys don't generally pull on the leash, but 
why do I want to risk that? Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, for that. And don't forget to check your retractable leashes. Pull them all the way out. Extend them all the way out. Cut them. Tie one into your car bumper and then hit it with a hammer and <laughs> bang it and break it into a pieces. <laughs> and then throw it away. Bet, <laughs> I believe. They're doing trade-ins. Yes. yes. You can get yes. a new leash and turn it into a retractable. Love it. Yep. 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 But that'll be a podcast for another day. (laughs) So, on that note, we'll let you go. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.